What's up, everybody? My name is Sam Oliveira, soon to be Jenkins. Uh, this is my official first podcast. So bear with me because I'm pretty awkward when I have to talk to myself. Um, I talk to myself all the time, but I never talk to myself to talk to people, if that makes sense. So um, if you follow me on social media, you know this has taken me a while to do because we've been dealing with a skunk problem. My sweet, sweet dogs decided to, uh, well, one of them, the less intelligent one of them, decided to chase after a skunk. Then Nora ran to her defense, who's wagging her tail proudly about it right now. And Nora got sprayed directly in the face and came charging inside before Logan even realized what had happened. So we've got the worst... (laughs) lingering burnt rubber sulfur smelling bad weed smelling smell in our house it's been since sunday and it will not go away (laughs) so forgive me for taking so long to do this um i'm sure you guys are just at the edge of your seat waiting for me to ramble on and on about my life i uh again if you follow me on social media i posted a little question poll to see what you guys wanted to hear about which y'all would be interested in listening to me ramble on for about 15 minutes about and it all came back to fitness of course um fitness is kind of the foundation of my adult life i mean that in a very serious and joking way um so let's just jump right in all the way back to the beginning uh If you knew me before college, you knew that I played softball um, majority of my life in hopes to get a scholarship to go to college. Um, That didn't work out. But what did work out was probably the greatest blessing in disguise, um, also known as my endometriosis. Um, Let me back up a little bit. So I played softball. uh, I played baseball until I was about eight years old. Okay. And then... My best friend in elementary school was playing softball at the time, had no idea what it was, and her dad convinced my dad to come watch a game. One game, and my father was like, you're going to go play softball, the girls are way tougher. Thus began the era of softball. Played softball from about nine years old until what was intended to be all the way through college, up until I was about um, 17 or 18, actually. So... Like I said, if you knew me before college, I was probably anywhere between uh, 95 pounds and 105 pounds all through high school. Um, I never really ate well. I was never the strongest. Uh, and that's a that's a huge understatement. I mean, I never I don't think I ever drank a full bottle of water the entire time I was in high school. I lived on Dr. Pepper. Um and fast food and pizza. Pizza hasn't really changed very much, but the fast food has. Um, I didn't eat protein. I really, really struggled growing up with meat. Uh, I still do, but I'm a lot better about getting my protein in different ways. Um, But anyway, around 17 years old, uh, and this is all gonna loop back around to nutrition and everything, so bear with me here. Around 17 years old, I think I was laying in bed one night. My mom came in to talk to me, and I, I like, sneezed. And after I sneezed, I was holding my side, and I couldn't move. It hurt 
so bad to move. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't take a breath. And I was in so much pain that my mom took me to the emergency room. Um, they, they dubbed it to be a rib that was out. Um, which they weren't entirely wrong. I did have ribs out. But that began the year and a half exploration of figuring out what the hell was poking out of the side of me. I had a little lump hanging out the side of my rib cage. I say hanging, it was just poking. Uh, but, and this is how small I was, okay? It was, um, it was endometriosis. If you don't know what endometriosis is, it is an abnormal growth around your uterus. Uh, basically, uh, it's supposed to grow inside of your uterus, and as a woman, you shed it every month, blah, 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 y'all know the cycle. Um, but endometriosis is when it grows abnormally on the outside of your uterus and on other organs in your body. So I had it so bad that it was wrapped around my rib cage. There was a little a piece the size of my pinky on one of my lungs, um, which caused me a lot of pain. I couldn't really move uh, without hurting. I walked pretty much hunched over for like a year. Um, I couldn't breathe, so obviously I couldn't play softball anymore. Uh, I ended up not traveling my whole last year of high school. I let it go. I graduated on a core diploma because I was in the hospital so much. I was failing algebra two. I hate math anyway. I suck at it. So it was, it was good that I was able to do that. Um, <laughs> and you know, at 17, 18 years old, when you're, when you're told, Hey, this has been your whole life so far. This is, ha this has been your plan since you were nine years old, but we're going to change that and do something completely different. You're not going to have any direction. You're going to have to go to a community college for two years and you don't get to play softball. I was crushed. And I say crushed, I mean, uh, fell into such a depression. My parents were so worried about me when I moved to college. My sister um, actually has voiced me over the years that she purposefully never let me stay home by myself. Um, she was terrified of what would happen if she did. And I don't mean to tell you this to, to um, you know, oh, poor me, play the victim or anything, but just to let you guys know that you know, mental illness is very real. It's very, um, it's a lot more common than we think it is. Uh, and it can happen extremely suddenly. Um, and to be aware of it, you know, uh, there are tons of people that we think their lives are absolutely great because they live in a nice apartment, have a cute dog, and they take awesome selfies to put on Instagram, but you have no idea what people are going through. Um, you have no idea what they've been through. Uh, the things that they've had to face and conquer sometimes on their own. So just be aware of that. And anyway, uh, I was in such a bad place when I moved to college. You never would have known it, um, <laughs> apparently, unless you were my sister. But I got to college and I was stuck. I had no idea what I wanted to major in in school. I decided to go the basic route and start with a business degree hello, I didn't graduate with math. So all three math courses I had to take my freshman year, I dropped. Um, that was a nightmare. And then I didn't have softball anymore. So I had so much free time. I had absolutely no clue what to do with. And just to give you an idea of how much softball, how much of my life revolved around softball, it was, you know, you wake up, you went to school, you had seventh period, and then you had practice after that. 
for about an hour and a half and then you had to drive all the way across town to your travel ball batting practice or pitching lessons and then Sundays our team was so split up across Texas that we had one practice a week during travel ball season and it was a seven and a half hour practice we got an hour lunch break it was a job it was a job that was hopefully going to pay off in the end and here I am in college with nothing to do I had three friends uh (laughs) all guys and they all had lives they all had friends here and I actually moved here a month early uh or a month earlier before anybody else so um I started running a lot I started I still didn't eat well still I think my post-workout meal was like McDonald's chicken nuggets and a supersized Dr. Pepper y'all I I know don't even um but I didn't know what I was doing I hated school. I was not happy. And so I spent majority of my time running on the road. I lived um, right up against a pasture with tons of horses. And I just ran up and down that road so many times. Um, My friends eventually moved here. Uh, Life eventually got started. And I had a really close friend of mine say, hey, I'm going to go try out this CrossFit gym in town. Do you want to go with me? Had never heard of CrossFit. Didn't know anything about it, what I was getting myself into, what I was signing up for, but I was like, screw it. I've been an athlete all my life. Let's do it. Um, (laughs) Jeez. I really underestimated everything. Um, So I did. I went with him on the coldest freaking day of the year. I think it was 19 degrees and walked right in, paid our little, uh, or actually I think it was free, but we had to sign a waiver and um, it was super, super dark because it was, I think we went to the earliest class they had and, um, they were doing front squats, wall balls, and double unders in that day. I don't even remember the workout because I didn't wrap my head around anything that was happening because I had never done any of it. I had never held a barbell in my life. I had never done a wall ball. I'd seen people do them at the gym from high school, but I, I'd never done one. I don't think I'd ever picked up a med ball. Um... And then double unders, which was like the absolute coolest thing on this planet for me to watch people do. I was like, how do you do that? How do you, how you, you're so fast. You're so talented. That's so insanely cool. (laughs) I got thrown into it. It was like, hey, here's a rope. Now you go. I looked like a freaking circus act. I can't tell you how many whips I had all over my legs, my arms. I'm pretty sure I had a whip going straight across my face at one point. But, uh... Yeah, that was my first experience. Nobody approached us. Nobody tried to coach us through it or anything. It was just, hey, here's what we're doing. Go ahead and jump in. I couldn't even front squat the barbell. Um, One, because I wore a stupid ankle brace around my ankle uh, because I was told to all through high school because I had fractured it. And I had no mobility in it, so I couldn't even front squat the barbell. And I'm not going to lie. That 35-pound barbell was over a third of my body weight at the time. That shit was hard. Um... (laughs) Fast forward, I never went back. Never, ever, ever went back. I hated it. Uh, I don't I don't think he went back either. But I started working at um, a bar here in College Station as a waitress. And first job, you know, I didn't have any real bills or anything like that. So it was, it was fun money to me. And like I said, I was still in such a dark place that I caught myself. If you knew me in high school, I never went to parties. I never drank. I never tried any uh drugs or anything like that i i was too scared i was too 
too worried about my scholarships and and getting in trouble, honestly. And um, when I started working at the bar here in College Station, I found myself drinking a lot. Um, I'm not not proud of it. I don't regret it. I think kind of like the post I made on social media today, I think you have to be lost at one point in your life to really, really figure out who you are. And that was probably as lost as I could have gotten. I felt alone, even though I was surrounded by people every single night. Uh, I didn't have a direction. I didn't have a plan. And then I meet this friend at the bar. And we got really close really fast. And she's like, hey, where do you work out? I was like, well, I just run. I don't really like do anything, um, but I run a lot. And she was like, we should come with me to work out. I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Sure, where do you work out? She was like, oh, well, it's not a gym. I work out at this guy's house. And I was like, that's creepy. Why do you work out at some guy's house? Like, do you know him? She was like, well, he's he's my friend's friend. And I went with him one time, and it was super fun. I was like, you just, you just work out at this guy's house. Like, you just walk in and, what, start doing jumping jacks? And she was like, no, 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 he has a garage gym. You know, of course, in my head, I'm thinking a P90X pull-up bar and, like, slam balls and uh, <laughs> maybe a bench. And, God, I was wrong. Um, so I went with her. Enter Logan. Um, he comes out <laughs> with a Tupperware of chicken rice and what looks like mustard all over it. <laughs> and, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Sam. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Logan. Um, I was like, okay, so what do we do? And he was like, y'all go ahead and get your workout in. It's on the board. Um, if you have any questions, just let me know. I was like, okay, I have a question. He's like, yeah, what's up? I was like, I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what anything on that board means. I have no idea what to do. He puts his food down. He's like, okay, we're going to go through this step by step. <laughs> he was like, go ahead uh, and do this warm up. He showed me everything to do to warm up. And he was like, when you're done, go ahead and grab a barbell. I was like, okay, where are they? And he had pointed to them on the wall. They were on a gun rack on the wall. He was like, a barbell. And I was like, well, I don't, I didn't know that's what that was. And he was like, he starts laughing. He was like, oh, oh, you're not kidding. And I was like, no, I've, I've never done this before. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, whenever you're done, go grab one of those off the wall. One of the thinner ones, those are the women's bars. It's like, okay. So I warm up and I go to the wall and I try to pick up this barbell, right? Mind you. I'm, a, I'm maybe, maybe 105 pounds. And I've been running so much, I was probably under 100 pounds, honestly. Go to pick up the barbell off the wall. Off the wall. Like, hip height. Just had to put both hands on it and pull up a little bit and get it off the wall. It wouldn't freaking budge. I couldn't move the thing. I couldn't... If I had... If I had planted my feet on a bench above the barbell and tried to sumo deadlift this thing, I couldn't have done it. And I was so embarrassed. And... I was like, are you sure it's this one? He's like, yeah, can you not get it? And I was like, no. And he, I got this look from Logan, who I just met like 20 minutes ago, mind you, of like, holy shit, here we go. And he gets the, he was like, okay, maybe we'll leave the barbell alone. Come here, I'm going to show you. We're going to work on your, uh, your front squat technique. Because I had told him that that's what I couldn't do at the other gym. So he hands me a PVC pipe, right? And we actually started with back squat, I think. Um, your girl put a PVC pipe on her back, went down to do a squat and fell on her ass. Y'all, 
I'm not kidding. If you know me now, this is probably like the hardest thing for y'all to comprehend. If you know me from two months ago, uh, two years ago, this is probably so hard for you to comprehend. But six years ago, Sam, oh my God, if I shared some of the videos, I'm pretty sure none of y'all would believe that it was me. So we left the barbell completely alone. Um, Logan spent like an hour and a half working with me personally, helping me, trying to make me feel okay about what I was trying to do. And like I said, it's the first time I had ever met him. Okay. Don't, don't, don't put me and Logan as, as, uh, people who are about to get married in this scenario. Take a freaking stranger. Okay. That sees this tiny little broomstick walk into his gym and is like, Hey, we're going to make you. A strong strong woman and I'm like yeah okay anyway thus began the Logan Jenkins era um <laughs> and I'm laughing because I had to write our love story out for our wedding website that a good friend of ours is doing and y'all I was cracking up because our our relationship literally was founded on fitness it was um that whole year, I like I said, I met Logan and I was still in such a bad place. I, I hadn't formed any friendships or anything like that. We weren't close. He was just this guy whose house I went to to work out at. And um, I couldn't fathom doing anything else. Like, I didn't want to go to school. I actually quit my job because I started realizing how how terrible that environment was for me. I was drinking all the time and... When I would drink, I wouldn't go to the gym the next day, and I really wanted to go to the gym. And, you know, Logan was just a plus to look at when you work out. But um, there was a time where I was there by myself. My friend didn't show up, and I felt really awkward. I felt like I didn't know what to do. And Logan was like, hey, are you okay? I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. And he was like, well, here, you're going to jump in with me. Do what I do. Okay. It was a really good workout. Um and by the end of it, he was like, hey, I'm not being weird, but this is my phone number. Don't feel like you can't come when it's just you. Like, even if I'm not here, you can come in, get your workout in. If you have questions, just text me or call me and come get your workout in. And so that was kind of the first nudge of like, hey, we're, we're waiting on you. We're looking for you. You matter, you know? And... um so we exchanged numbers and I found later that week, um, Logan texted me. and was like, Hey, where you at? I was like, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not coming. I, uh, I have a lot of homework, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, well you need to be here tomorrow. So you need to get your homework done today. Okay. Well, that was some kind of accountability and some structure that I was used to. So I did, I started prioritizing school. Um, he wouldn't let me over there unless all my stuff was done for school. And like I said, in, in softball, you, you had to do that. And so I was used to it and it worked really well for me. Um, I ended, he ended up moving across town and I ended up moving in with one of my friends. And uh, I remember I got Nora and I spent a lot of time at Logan's. Um, so much time that... I caught myself, I mean, he became my friend. He became my best friend. And uh, he basically called me on my shit 
every time I was like, no, I can't come. I have this thing to do. And he's like, okay, well, um, you have these goals that you want to attain. Like, is your school stuff done? Well, no. Okay. Well, you're going to fail your classes. And if you fail your classes, you can't come work out here. And I'm, I'm serious. Before he was my boyfriend, before he was my fiance, he was, he was my accountability buddy. And, uh, anyway, fast forward a year later, we've gotten so close. I mean, I, like I said, he became my best friend and I spent nights there until one in the morning. And I don't mean hanging out. I mean, we were actually lifting weights out in the gym until one in the morning because we were idiots and thought that that's what you had to do to get really good at CrossFit. Um, didn't prioritize sleep or water or food, you know, the actual important stuff, but that's what we did. So, uh, we started dating and Nora <laughs> moved in with us and fitness became very, very real at that point. Uh, so, so did my life. I really, really buckled down in school. Uh, I wanted to get into A&M after about a year and a half of trying. I had some very close people in my life open my eyes and realize that that's not the only school and that it's an accomplishment no matter what I where I went. So I applied to Sam Houston. I got to Sam Houston. Um, just to let you know, since I had met Logan, I had never taken a semester off until I graduated. Um, summer classes, mini semesters. I didn't take any time off until there were no more mini courses that I could take, which was my last year of college. Um, so around that time, fitness got very real. I, in 2015, which is the year we started dating, I decided to do BCS Classic, uh, which is a now huge competition here in College Station. Um, then it was, it was pretty, it was still pretty big, but it was, you know, more on the scale of just your local comp. And I did it scaled. I did it by myself and Logan did it as well, but he did it in a different division. So first competition, I think I'm still a hundred ish pounds at this point. I had hit a giant goal of front squatting like 125 and deadlifting almost 200 pounds. I think I had a 190 deadlift then. And, um, <laughs> which is still great. I was only like a hundred pounds. Um, there was a max snatch event. If you're laughing, you know exactly what happened at BCS Classic in 2015. If you're listening and you're laughing, you know exactly what happened. There was a max snatch event, and I'm in scaled, okay? Like, these are supposed to be girls, supposed to be. Girls that, you know, just started CrossFit, maybe their first competition, um, don't have all the skills or strength yet. And there are girls snatching 175 next to me and 155. Y'all want to know what your girl hit? I hit 65 pounds in a full squat, which was a big freaking deal to me because I had never done an overhead squat. I was so proud. I came in dead, dead last, but I was so proud. <laughs> Fast forward to that afternoon where it gets real good. Uh, we did Karen and um, it's, well, I guess it's, uh, God, I don't even remember the whole workout. I blacked out, but there's a 400 meter run in the rounds of it, okay? And I think I had a Chick-fil-A biscuit and a Dr. Pepper for breakfast that morning, you know, to keep me fueled and ready to go for the whole day. And um, I think like the second or third round, uh, I was running around the football field for my 400 meter run. And from what my family tells me, 
it looks like I slammed into a wall and just fell backward. I had passed out. Uh, I remember my chest hurt really, really bad. Uh, I felt like my heart was skipping beats. And when I woke up, I felt like I couldn't feel from like my shoulder to my elbow. And um, they said I had a heart attack. I don't think I actually had a heart attack. Looking back at it and knowing what I know now about food and things like that, I think my anemia kicked in and the heart palpitations caught up to me. Anyway, ended up in the hospital, first CrossFit competition, and waking up to Logan after having a little heart monitor put into my chest, I decided I needed to make a change. Um, I trained a lot. I mean, I was in the gym for hours at a time, every single day. I don't think we believed in rest days at that point. Uh, and the only thing stopping me was my food. Like, my entire life, I was never shy of hard work. I was never afraid to, you know, push that extra 12 miles. Um, but apparently a 400 meter run kills me. Um, that's a different, different, uh, sore subject. But I decided to make a change. Um, was still in school. Everything was going well. And I decided to have Logan make me a meal plan. Now, if you knew Logan in 2015-16, he very much had a bodybuilder mindset. And it was chicken and rice four or five times a day with some fruits and nuts mixed in. Uh, it was a great meal plan. I mean, macro-wise, it was, it was on point. But I didn't eat meat, okay? Um, my way of bulking before Logan was six McDonald's pancakes and a pint of Bluebell ice cream every night so that I would wake up heavier. Um, and so when I get on this meal plan, after quote unquote bulking, I was supposed to have eggs for breakfast, um, tons of water throughout the day, no Dr. Pepper. Uh, and that was like an addict getting off of heroin. I'm so serious. Caffeine is so addictive. Um, as I'm sitting here staring at my uptime energy, but that's not as bad as what I was doing. Okay. Uh, six, seven Dr. Peppers a day was way different. Um, so we started my meal plan. Well, Logan and I still ate out for a lot of our meals, okay? Our, our regular spot then was BJ's Brewhouse. And I always got pizza or spaghetti. Second day of my meal plan, okay? I'm doing okay. I'm doing decent. I haven't had chicken yet, but I'm, I'm drinking protein shakes with my carbs and fat, Okay. We sit down to dinner and I ask if I could have a bowl of spaghetti and Logan looks at me and he goes, you can't have that. I was like, why? He was like, is it in your meal plan? And y'all, the drama that followed, I, I was <laughs> in tears. I was sitting in a corner booth in BJ's brew house crying because I couldn't have spaghetti. And I mean, went to the bathroom, was bawling my eyes out because I felt like I was so upset. And so we stopped my meal plan on the second day. <laughs> um, anyway, I started, I, I just listened to my body. You know, I cut out, I cut out the bad things one at a time. We decided enough is enough. I've got to get off the Dr. Pepper. It's, it's, it's hurting me. It really is. Um, I'm dehydrated all the time. I got to get off of it. And so I went from having a Dr. Pepper with every meal and two or three refills at dinner um, to 
hey, you get, and, and I know this still sounds like a lot, but it was a big step for me. I, you get one large Dr. Pepper a day. Okay. When I explain how hard that was, try, if you love coffee, okay, you get Starbucks every morning. You, you start your day with coffee every day, not just because it wakes you up, not just because you need it, but like it's something that you look forward to every single day and someone just takes it away from you and your like whole routine is thrown off. You probably feel like crap because your body's used to that caffeine and that sugar, which I went through major withdrawal symptoms. I was nauseous. I had headaches. I couldn't sleep. I threw up a few times because I was so nauseous. I was angry all the time, y'all. Anyway, Logan tried to basically trick my brain with Sprite and orange juice um, that it was getting caffeine. And after a year-ish of hell, um, I have not had a Dr. Pepper since 2016. And uh, I'm not afraid of it. It's not like I think if I have one, it'll start all over again. But I don't want to go back to that person, you know? But it was small steps like that. I, I, it took a long time, but I, I cut out Dr. Pepper. And the point of that story is nothing you do, anything you try to accomplish is going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, my Dr. Pepper case might be extreme, but y'all, I'm, I'm three years later and I'm finally getting to the point where I can get myself to eat chicken every day. Um, and, and I'm not tired of it or anything like that. It's just, it's meat is something that I really struggle with. But, you know, when you decide that you want something for yourself, when you decide that something is important to you, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, we cut out fast food, not completely. Every once in a while we got Whataburger or I got Whataburger. Logan didn't eat fast food except Chick-fil-A. Um, I got Whataburger every once in a while and we still went to BJ's. Uh, but every time we went, I had to get greens and I had to drink water, which was great. It's slow things like that, you know? Uh, even today, um, when I'm tracking my food, I know I need to hit my micros. I need to hit my macros. I need to keep my sodium low. Finite things like that. My big goal every single day is two servings of veggies and two servings of fruit, no matter what. Um, Fast forward a couple years, Logan and I have been living together for a while. Uh, the gym has been built up a ton, and I'm in my last year of school. I went to school to get a psychology degree with a minor in human services. Uh, I have friends and family that say people go get a psychology degree to figure out their own problems, and I agree. And I'm not ashamed of it. I am not, I don't think I wasted my time. I think. I learned so much about mental illness and um, if you knew me in high school, you knew the guy I dated and if you knew me after high school, you you knew what he did to me. Um, my brain was, I washed bone dry of any common sense, okay? I, I told you guys I was 100 pounds and you know, he used to grab the inside of my leg and tell me I needed to start running. Uh, he used to tell me to cover my mouth when I laughed because it was ugly. There was too too much gum. And I'm not telling you guys this to boo me or, oh my gosh, or you've been through so much because I'm, look where I am, you know? Look what I have now. Look at what I learned looking back. Look at the 
shit I went through and came out of. And again, I don't mean that as a, I'm a bad bitch, I can get through anything, because at one point, I didn't think I could. Suicide was very, very much at the top of my list a few times in my life. And um, I was fortunate enough to find these people that believed in me and that needed me around and that wanted me around and made it known. And that's the important part is let people know they are worth it. Let people know they are magical and awesome and a light in this world because every single person is in their own way, okay? Mental illness is very real. Um, It's something I personally have to work on every day. And I am the happiest I've been in my entire life. But it still happens. Um, Anyway, fast forward, the gym's growing. I'm in my last year of school learning all these things and and bettering myself and fixing myself. And um, I caught myself coaching people through nutrition. I did RP strength for a long, long time. And I learned a ton, so much. And I figured out what worked best for my body, what I needed to be eating, why I was so weak and dehydrated and and passed out every time I played a full game or pitched a full game in softball, um, why I wasn't getting any faster, why my energy sucked. Um, and I was like, holy crap, all of this is in my control. I wasn't just dealt these cards of, hey, you're going to be 100 pounds, you're going to suck at running, and you're not going to be able to lift a 35-pound barbell. Like, everything was in my control. And I woke up. I, I, the eyes opened, the shutters went up, and it was, hey, get your shit together for you, because you can, you know? And this is the part I get really excited about. When you start to realize that you have a say in every single thing that happens in your life, everything. And I don't mean, I I have the same mentality of everything happens for a reason and and God's going to have happen what he wants to have happen. But you have a say in how you react to it. You have a say of what you deal with and what you walk away from. And in high school, I didn't know that. I didn't walk away, but I know now. And now I have this story to tell about when I didn't walk away and what I had to go through because I didn't walk away. And I go back to is everything is because of what I chose to or not to do. Um, so I got into nutrition coaching and it wasn't on purpose. It was, it started with me making meals for people. I learned how to cook for myself. I learned how to cook for Logan. Uh, and people asked what I ate all the time. I wasn't on any meal plan, uh, until RP strength. I was just, you know, kind of eating, three, four meals a day of what I thought was balanced. And then I started making my meals through RP strength about what I actually needed to fuel myself. And, um, I started cooking for other people. It wasn't 100% portioned like my meals were, but it was balanced and it was good food and it was whole food. And that's how it started. I started cooking for people and then it got to the point where they were like, Hey, you know, I think I can make these kinds of things on my own, but could you teach me how to cook for myself and it was that parameter of stick to whole clean foods Um, there's no such thing as good or bad foods Um, there's just better or not as great choices 
Um, and that led to, you know what? I want to learn more about this. I want to know why this does what to your body and, um, how this helps you perform, how this makes you stronger. And so I went and got my nutrition certification my last year of school. Um, I am, I graduated with a degree in psychology and I'm not doing anything with it. Uh, at the end of my college career, I was not okay with charging people a hundred, $150 an hour to listen and help them. I'm a firm believer that you can help anybody on this planet if you want to. And, um, sometimes just being there is helpful. Sometimes just listening is helpful. Sometimes just smiling at someone makes a world of difference. And um, I got my nutrition cert. I did macro counting. I've been doing macro counting for nine or 10 months now. And 10 months, actually. And it's been the greatest thing in my life. It's been a game changer. And that's what I, that's what I coach. That's, um, what I like to teach people, um, because it is so realistic. You know, the five meals a day of chicken, rice, and veggies, ugh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it three times a day. Um, but setting these small goals for yourself, the two fruits and veggies every single day, um, a hundred ounces of water every single day, uh, small things like that. I have to eat a banana when I wake up. Uh, I have to drink a liter of water before I have caffeine. Setting these small goals for yourself after six years of small goals being attained. This is not one long journey. Okay, let me back up. This is not one big goal that I've attained overnight. This is six years of small goals being attained and the momentum of each one of those being attained stacking on top of each other. And you have to praise yourself. You have to be proud of what you're doing no matter how small because if you go into this world, into this macro counting, into meal planning, into whatever lifestyle change you're going to make and you say, this is the goal I have to hit in two months, you're setting yourself up for failure because you know what? Life happens, okay? There are birthday parties, there are graduations, there are weddings, there are days that you just don't freaking feel like being put together. And those are the days that are so important to give yourself a break. It's one thing, you know, to make excuses for weeks on end and not, never accomplish anything. But there are, there are times where tracking your stupid food on an app doesn't matter. There are times where you need to put the freaking phone down and go out with your friend that's having a bad day for a glass of wine and a burger. And, the, I mean, y'all, life... Take it from someone who almost gave it up a few times. Life is too, too short and so, so beautiful that you should not, not be punishing yourself every single day by restricting your life. Go outside, take a hike, go walk your dog, run with your dog, go swim in the lake, go play frisbee at the park with your friends, and then go home, have a good meal, cook with cook with your partner, cook with your friends, invite your friends over and and do a get together of pizza making. I mean, we have freaking pizza every night. It's counted, it's tracked, but we have it every night. And that's something Logan and I get to do together every day after the end of a busy, busy day. And it's those little things, guys. It really is that are going to make the world a difference. 
You need to take it from someone who never ate right, never believed in herself after being crushed in high school, and never put herself first throughout high school. At six years, I'm still practicing those things. And after six years of small, realistic, and attainable goals being met, I'm finally in a place where I feel confident enough to share with people and to help other people and confident in myself that it's okay to fall back. It's okay to fail. And it's okay to give yourself a break every once in a while because life is so much more than protein, carbs, and fat. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's my story. That's how I've got here. Um, I've rambled on for 40 minutes now. Good Lord. I thought it was going to be like a 15 minute podcast. If you've stuck around this long, I really, really appreciate you. And I promise it won't always be just me talking to myself. I'm going to have guests on here, but everyone in my life is busy. I mean, I'm kind of busy too, but I'm lucky enough to be busy doing the shit that I love doing from my house. So Thanks for sticking around. I hope you guys enjoyed it and any feedback would help. So let me know what you want to hear about next time and see you soon.